AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to the Church of the Week program right here on AM 630 The Word. My name is Marcus Burgos. I am your host. And as you guys know that have been listening uh, to the program for a while, I read the Bible and I love the Word of God. And this week I've been reading in the book of Kings, Second Kings. And there's a portion of scripture there that I think is so interesting in chapter 6 uh, where the prophet and his, his servant, uh, they are surrounded and it looks bleak and it looks impossible. And the servant says, uh, we're surrounded. We're in trouble. Uh, we're never going to get out of this one. This problem surely is going to defeat us. Uh, the doctors, what the doctors have said, it's that's the end of us. We're done. I'm never going to survive this. I got infected. My heart is broken. I'm done. I got fired. All of these things, all of these these areas where we feel that we are surrounded uh, with bad news. And, and uh, I want to remind you what the prophet said. Uh, the prophet uh, challenged his, his servant to look or to understand that there were more with him than those that were against him. And I love how he does it in the, in the process that he does it because he first tells him, hey, there's more with us than that are against us. And I want to tell you that if I could play the role of the prophet today to you, I would say, hey, there's more for you than those that are against you. But then the next verse goes on to say that the prophet prayed. And the prophet prayed to the Lord and he says, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And sure enough, the Lord opened the servant's eyes, and then the servant was able to realize that, yes, there were more for him than those were that against him. And he saw around uh, horses and chariots of fire, the Bible says. And I love the process because sometimes we have to believe it. We have to be challenged with it before we see it. And so even if your eyes are not open today, I want you to understand in your heart that there are more for you. God is greater. God is greater than anything or anyone that can come against you. And he is for you. And there are more for you than that are against you. And I'll be praying. And won't you, I, 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 I would challenge you to pray if, if you're having a hard time seeing. Ask God. Ask God to open your eyes that you would see the reality of the situation through your eyes of faith. And don't be discouraged and don't quit and don't fear. Don't fear. God is for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. I hope that encourages you today. And uh, I'm, I'm in the studio with uh, one of our pastors and uh, our, our local pastors that is not so close to us physically, uh, but he is way within our, our radio reach. And I'm so happy that Pastor Rob is with us from Hill Country Church in Fredericksburg, Texas. So, Pastor Rob, welcome to AM630, the Word Church of the Week. Thank you, Marcus. It's a real honor to be here and uh, to be here in person with you. It's great to hear about your ministry in San Antonio and, and broader areas, obviously. So thank you for having me. Yes, it's our, it's our pleasure. And uh, we, we really want everyone to get back to church. Mm-hmm. 
you know uh we've we've lived through all of us lived through uh, a year of isolation uh and and it's interesting because when you get a a a person that has committed crimes and they're bad and they're they're in prison and they still are not behaving uh they put them in isolation it's a punishment you know and we've lived through a year of isolation pretty much and now uh the doors have opened up and we and we're able to come out however a lot of people are have gotten used to the isolation and and that's not normal for us i don't believe and so i want to i want to begin uh this segment by inviting people to church inviting people to get back and if you're in Fredericksburg or you love hanging out in Fredericksburg on sunday mornings uh, I'm, I want to introduce you to a, a pastor, to a man, and to a church that you can get up there and go to church on Sundays. Uh, so with that said, Pastor Rob, uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, are you a PK? Are you from Fredericksburg? Are you from Texas? What's what's a little bit of your testimony? Uh, yeah, I am not a, a, a PK. Um, I was raised uh, in the church. Uh, we're a very church-going family, and so— um, I would go to church every Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know um, if this was the church's fault or my own fault, probably mine. I never really heard the gospel uh, all growing up, and I knew all the Bible stories. I could tell you about Noah. Uh, I could tell you about Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and, and all these Bible stories, David, and, and I knew all of them, but uh, I couldn't really explain uh, salvation. Mm-hmm. I couldn't explain why Jesus died. I remember watching the movies that they made about Jesus, and I'd cry at the parts where they crucified Jesus and wondering, why did they kill such a wonderful man? Yeah. Uh, not knowing uh, the reality of what the plan was, what God's plan for me, what God's plan for all of mankind was in doing that. Um, it wasn't until high school uh, that I heard the truth, and uh, or you know maybe I was just paying attention for the first time, but heard the truth at, at a church youth group function uh, at a local church there, and uh, was just changed by that hearing the gospel. And uh, uh, I decided uh, sometime I, I don't have a date that I can go back to and say I became a Christian on this date, but there's somewhere along the line my junior year of high school. I was 16 years old. Uh, I placed my faith in Christ. And I started walking with him. And uh, so that's going back. I am from uh, the Houston area. That was uh, in the Spring, Klein area, northwest of Houston. Uh, that's primarily where I grew up. I was actually born in San Antonio All right. uh, a long time ago, and uh, but only lived here a very short time. Don't I don't remember it. And so uh, lived most of my life in Houston. Uh, so, yeah, that's how I came to know the Lord, um, through uh, the ministry of a local church, a, a youth group function that we had. And of course, beyond that, I, I got involved in, in Young Life and campaigners and was heavily involved in, in, in those things, even all the way through college and leadership. And but, so uh, you know, I find it interesting. Uh, you, like, like me, I, I grew up in church. I am a PK. Yeah. Uh, and I grew up and I tell people I was, my mom gave birth to me on the third pew, <laughs> you know, because we were always in church. Yes. Uh, and so... Uh, but you, like me, like everyone, I believe mm-hmm. we had to have that eye-opening experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're not we're not born, uh, or we're not saved or Christian because our parents were. Yes. We had to have our own experience, right. and and you had you had that moment for yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, we're similar. I was sixteen as well, oh, yeah. in, in 
in a campground, a youth camp in, in New Jersey somewhere. Yeah. And uh, I don't have a particular day, but I always point to that moment mm-hmm. uh, that the Lord revealed himself to me. And thank God uh, that he did. I would have I would have been in church all my life and then not knowing, yes. not knowing God. But uh, and so there's hope. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always I, I like to talk to parents uh, that are that are struggling perhaps with their children. You know, I, I raised them in church. I, I did, you know, uh, but what's going on? And right. he's living out there. She's right. living out there. Would you take a moment perhaps and talk to mom, talk to dad that are maybe questioning, Lord, what am I doing wrong with this child? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really difficult question to yeah. answer. Uh, but I will say I wanted to piggyback on what you were saying and that I um, I was a youth pastor for six years back in also Northwest Houston area. And um, in that time, I always felt drawn to the kids that were like you and me mm-hmm. who grew up in the church and they were always there but uh, didn't have that moment uh, or didn't have that uh, relationship with Christ that uh, we need to have. Uh, so uh, I was always drawn to them and I felt like that's what my ministry was because we had a lot of kids in our youth group that fit that bill and, and of course you're speaking in, in your question of, of a lot of families that are in the same boat. How do I, how do I get um, the Lord to break through to my son or daughter, or how do I get them to break out of whatever bad pattern of behavior they're in? Um, all that being said, uh, prayer, uh, we mm-hmm. need to be going to the Lord, and, and the Lord is the one who does break through. The Lord saves us. We don't save ourselves. Exactly. And so he steps into the life of someone, whether they're a churchgoer or they're the farthest thing from church. He steps into the life of anyone and transforms it completely uh, from the inside out. And I think that's all his work. It's all the work of the Spirit. And so we need to be in prayer for those kids. Yeah. That would be my best advice. Yeah. Is, uh, there's, there's not a method I don't think that you can follow, uh, a formula you can follow to get those kids to really have a go from just being a churchgoer to having a vibrant relationship with the Lord. That's going to be the Lord's doing. Uh, but certainly um, we need to be in prayer for them. Uh, that he would break through. The conversation that Abraham had uh, during that that moment in, be- in between the visit to Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and and the question is, is there anything too hard for God? Yes. And it was in relation to a child. Yeah. You know, so no matter if if the child is a is is a sitting in the pew, mm-hmm. falling asleep, or yeah. Or sitting in a bar, yeah. you know, or, or anywhere in between. Right. Is there anything too hard for God? There isn't. Uh, and again, I love what you said. It's not by works. Right. And it's not, you know, I, I'll say this. I'm, I, I grew up being spanked. And it's not by, <laughs> by spanking. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, and I understand spare the rod, spoil the child. But, but mm-hmm. still, uh, a spanking and punishment are not salvation. Right. They may conform. To, to yeah. what you want them to be, but really our end game is that they would be saved, Yes, that they would have a relationship with God. That's what we want mm-hmm. uh, for, for our children. Mm-hmm. So now let's, let's fast forward a little bit. You're, you, you told us about youth ministry. Um, tell me a little bit about, about family and ministry. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what is your family like? Are, are okay. you married? How, how many children? Mm-hmm. Uh, large family. Tell me a little bit sure. about you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Michelle, and we've been married for 23 years. Uh, We have uh, four kids, and um, Michelle and I, going back to that whole relationship, we actually met in high school, and 
we actually became believers around the same time. And so that's how we met was through, uh, I believe it was Young Life and, and church and campaigners and the things that we were involved in at that time. Uh, that's how we met. Um, we, we didn't actually start dating until college, but, you know, that's another story for another day. But uh, we uh, we both went to Texas A&M, and uh, so Gigum uh, and uh, Hugh Jaggy. Anyway, uh, we were uh, – I went out of ministry for a while. Or we would go to uh, church, obviously, and we've raised our kids in the church, and we're always a heavy part – it was always a, a big part of our lives. But uh, I was working in the IT field for – uh, back in Houston for many years, for nine years, and um, before I felt this call to go to seminary, to to go into ministry, and and uh, I, I did that, which was a scary moment, a step of faith. Uh, but at that point, we had two children, and I went to, I went to seminary first, and then I quit my job and became a youth pastor, all that good stuff. But um, just to go back to your question, um, yeah, four kids: Sydney, Micah, Annabelle, Peter. And uh, they range in age from my oldest is 19 and my youngest is nine. Wow. So there's a 10-year spread there. But uh, they have been uh, obviously a wonderful blessing to us and in our life. But uh, we've also, in raising them, I think the best thing that we can do as parents, the if there's any advice I give to somebody else, is you live out your faith in front of them. They need to see a sincere faith uh, that you're not afraid to take those steps of faith, to step out of the boat, um, things like when I went back to seminary, mm-hmm. my children were young and some of them weren't even around yet, but um, they saw that. And I think they know that mom and I really trust the Lord. We don't just go to church. We don't just uh, you know read our Bibles and, and, and don't let that you know penetrate our hearts. We, we, we believe and we, we operate out of that. So I think that's the best thing you could do. Uh, with your family, I, I love that. Uh, there, there are things that we should not hide mm-hmm. from our children, and and one testimony that I always carry with with me is uh, the times where my parents brought us in to those yeah. moments of prayer, yeah. where mm-hmm. they were at the at the end of the rope, and we didn't they they didn't have the answer, and they said, "Let's pray, mm-hmm. bring the kids." Yeah. You know, and they brought us into the problem and they brought us with with the solution to it. Yeah. And and then some simple testimonies. Uh, I wanted a bicycle one time we lived. We didn't we didn't have much money. I wanted I asked my mom for five dollars so I could buy a a body of a bicycle that somebody yeah. was trying to pedal yeah. me. Yeah. And she's like, I'm not giving you five dollars. Let's pray. And we prayed. Mm-hmm. I remember we prayed in the kitchen and that. That afternoon, that evening, my dad came home with a bicycle in a box. This wow. was before cell phones. So she didn't call him and say, hey, go stop yeah. over here and pick him a yeah. bike. He, somebody gave him a bike that day, and he brought it home. And how was my faith? My faith just exploded that mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. And I knew, and you can't tell me otherwise, God hears yes. my prayers. Yes. And God answers yes. prayers. Right. And so bring, bringing them in. Uh, to to the solution of it, bring as we go before God, and and other time I remember I wanted to go on vacation. So that well, everybody's going to Disney, let's go to Disney, and she and my parents said, okay, let's pray, and and God opened the door and God made a way, mm-hmm. and so these are things that encouraged our faith, and so bringing them into to. Uh, in the problem as well as the solution, I think is a great, a great thing that helps yeah. them. Uh, now, tell me a little bit. Uh, tell me about your, 
that 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 step of faith that's so interesting to me mm-hmm. uh you left your job mm-hmm. you're in IT IT is yeah. usually a, a good paying job mm-hmm. uh and and you're in a big city Houston and so you're probably not starving uh and you're taking a step yeah how was that for you uh, well in a worldly sense it's crazy yeah. i think um a lot of people thought I was nuts for doing what I was doing. Um, but, you know, when you're following the Lord, and I was clearly not in the right place. Uh, I loved my job because I loved the people I worked with, but I wasn't a huge IT guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge computer guy. I never was. Um, I don't. It's funny how the Lord works. He gets you into these things. Sometimes you don't know how. But um, I was in, in there, and I was, uh, I, again, I loved the people I worked with, but uh, it was you know, this unmistakable call that I wasn't doing what I should have been doing. And then uh, I started getting involved. At the same time, I was getting heavily involved at my local church with the youth group. And um, to go back to college again, like I was I was a young life leader in college and did that. And I thought that's what I wanted to do with my life at one time. And so I've always been uh, into youth ministry in that way. Uh, so um, when I was you know, working at uh, working in Houston in the IT business, I just felt like I, that's what I was doing at the church. That was my service. That was uh, how God wanted to use me. But it, it, it's kind of snowballed. I started mm-hmm. a little part time, and it became more and more uh, involved. And then uh, I started taking classes at Dallas Seminary uh, in Houston. And uh, you know, the rest is history. I I got I got involved in a degree plan and. And I, I set myself up for uh, going through – it wound up being seven years of part-time. Wow. I should have been going full-time, but I was only going part-time. I had a family to, to yeah. feed and, and uh, to raise. But, you know, I, you just can't – you can't predict when God's going to step in and put things in your path or lead you in a certain way. And, and I think that's the only way I can explain it. Otherwise, uh, I'm, I'm a very practical person. I, I don't typically uh, do things that I haven't thought through. And my wife would tell you I think through things way too – much yeah. um but 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 i i wouldn't have done this if it wasn't the lord leading me and so um i did i mean i went to seminary for a while and then i uh within a year's time i quit my job in it and and took a job as a youth pastor which yes financially speaking is a terrible decision to make but uh <laughs> was a real blessing for our yeah. family and for me it was wonderful i wouldn't trade it for anything isn't it interesting how uh and i sit here Week after week, interviewing pastors, and I don't hear a similar testimony sometimes. It's so, yeah. so different, you know, where some pastors just feel a leading mm-hmm. and, and others, uh, they see the writing on the wall, you know, it's something dramatic yeah. uh, for them. But either way, God speaks to you in a way that he will get the message across. Yeah. You right. know, your way is different from my way. Uh, but but we we heard the call and we mm-hmm. responded to it right and the and the point is to be sensitive to that mm-hmm. you know yes and and if we are god will use us mm-hmm. you know so tell me a little bit i know i'm putting you on the spot today uh mm-hmm. with with these questions but about the leading of 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 god the holy yeah. spirit you know yeah. how how was how was that how would you how would you encourage someone uh-huh. yeah a listener today to be led well, I wish I could tell you that uh, it's an audible voice or a written word or something like that that just is very clear. It, it's never that way. Um, I think that uh, following the Lord is is just walking daily with Him. And, and there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be desires of your heart that He gives you. Yeah. 
And I can't say beyond that, you know, how he works. I can't uh, speak for God in that way to say that he always does this or he always does that. Right. And he's going to do it because, you, as you said, it's different in everyone's life. Yeah. Um, but I think if you're walking with him and and you're following the, the natural desires of your heart and, and, and generally speaking, I think that means that God has given you those desires. I think uh, you're going to get put on a path that uh, is is where he wants you, and and you'll feel fulfilled in that. And then that's the thing that I look back on my change in career is that what I was doing before, I didn't feel as fulfilled as I do now. And so I can look back and think that was a good decision. Right. It was a God decision. It was not a decision that I made, uh, but he wanted me here. So uh, sometimes I guess it's really hard to give advice because it's, it's easy to say in hindsight because I can look back and say, right. oh, I saw – God's hand in everything I did and what happened to me. But in all honesty, as I was walking through it, it didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, I was kind of flying blind some of the times, yeah. wondering what am I getting myself into? But again, um, the Lord will orchestrate things in a way that will put you where you need to be. And isn't that faith? That's faith. That's mm-hmm. that's faith. And, yeah. and, and that's where I applaud you. An, an IT guy usually... Uh, does not walk on faith or does not walk on water. You got to see a two plus two, you know. And so that's that's uh, that's excellent. Now, uh, tell me a little bit about the church. Okay. Uh, where are you guys located? How could we connect? How do we get there on Sunday? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're in Fredericksburg, so we're a little over an hour north of here. I'm sure everybody here in the listening area knows where Fredericksburg is. Everybody knows. Yes, it's quite the tourist place, uh, and it's wonderful. It really is. It's a wonderful little town. I, I dream. When I was a kid, we used to take little vacations uh, with my family to Fredericksburg, and and I've, I've always dreamed of living in a place like that. Coming from, I'm from a big city, but from the suburbs. But anyway, uh, would always love to live in Fredericksburg, and of course, uh, the Lord made that happen. But um, great little town. It's as great as advertised. You yeah. should come uh, <laughs> if you're wondering about visiting. But it, it, our church, in particular, is. Uh, uh, it, it's a great place. Physically, we are located at 107 East Lower Crabapple Road, uh, and that's in Fredericksburg. There is a, a brand new apartment complex, Orchard Grove Apartments, right across uh, Lower Crabapple from us. And then the the elementary school, uh, Fredericksburg Elementary, is just also across the road and a little bit further down. So if if you know those any of those landmarks, there we are. Um, that's where you can find us. Uh, what time does service start? Services are at 9.30 on uh, Sunday mornings, which is uh, probably a little backwards, uh, but uh, that's a decision that was made a long time ago, and we've stuck with it. Uh, and it, so it's great. We have 9.30 service and then a time of fellowship afterwards, and then we have uh, classes that meet uh, 11.15 to, to 12, roughly. Uh, we have classes for children, for the youth, uh, for adults uh, at that time, so... And our website uh, is hccfbg.org if you'd like more information. If you want to find out more about our church, hccfbg.org. And I want to I challenge you to go check out the website because I was on there this morning and uh, I enjoyed Sunday's sermon. Uh, and I think I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, there was a lot of teaching going on, on in, different, in different ways. Uh, you went through... You went through the beginning of the 
of the chapter of the psalm before you got to verse one, yeah. and and we learned uh, guitar uh, <laughs> about <laughs> you went through that process right. that that particular psalm was to be uh, was to be sang with a guitar arrangement or accompaniment, and so I I enjoyed that so much. And uh, the, the humor that you sprinkle all through the sermon, I really appreciate. I, I, I try to be funny also. I don't think, you know, maybe some people don't get it. But uh, I want to challenge you uh, to go to uh, hccfbg.org. Check out this sermon, this Sunday sermon. Uh, and uh, it, it was, I, I enjoyed it greatly. And then when you're in Fredericksburg, and by the way, there's a highway that goes right to Fredericksburg. Uh, you know, you don't have to take a horse and carriage. You could take your car and get there in a short time uh, and enjoy the sights and enjoy church as well and enjoy meeting Pastor Rob. Uh, if we get a visitor, would you shake their hand? Oh, I would. Yeah, I'd love to. I'd like to stand in the back afterwards and greet people. I try to find the people that are new. So, yeah, I'd love to shake your hand if you come by. So let me ask you this silly question. I ask this a lot to some of the some of the pastors. If I go on Sunday, do I have to go in a three-piece suit? No. <laughs> I use very casual uh, dress code, uh, if there is a dress code. Um, we have people that dress up a little bit more than others, but uh, certainly, however you are, we'd love to have you. Amen. Uh-huh. That's, that's great. Thank you, Pastor Rob, for being with us Thank today. Uh, San Antonio, I'm going to invite you. Uh, to get to church. And if you're up towards the hill country, you're up uh, in that direction, go to Fredericksburg and get to Hill Country Church in Fredericksburg and meet Pastor Rob. You'll love him. Uh, God bless you. And uh, San Antonio, get to church. God bless. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com.